Gary Bryan. This is Gary, isn't it? What's your name? Gary Bryan. State your name for the record. Gary Bryan. What were they thinking? All right, here we are. And what was our topic today? Oh, it was tell me something good people. Yeah. <laughs> we actually had some pretty good calls this morning about that. Yeah, they were interesting good things instead of just a... Yeah. I'm on well, my way kind of changed it into like helping people. Right. Yeah. Although they weren't all about helping people. No. But but it does it does help when you jog people a little bit, and uh, a lot of people uh, giving money to people on the street. Does anybody here do that? I do. I do. I have before. Do you always do it if someone asks you? No. No one ever asks. I just see them standing on the corners, and I hand them a two dollar bill. You know, I keep two dollar bills, and I hand them a two dollar bill and and tell them I hope this brings them some form of luck. I am going to stand on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> But I am going to say this. There is the same guy that stands on the same corner every day. So I don't give it to him all the time. That's I how have, I feel about an, the yeah. entry to the 10 East. I don't know if you go up that way. Oh, but yeah. That guy's always there. So I kind of, I just yeah, don't you, feel comfortable giving him money every day. Like, yes. I, I you work can't really do hard it every money. day. Yeah. yeah. There are people that do that for a living, obviously. Mm-hmm. There was a, when I worked in Cleveland, I was very young. And there was a guy that was begging on Euclid Avenue, which is the main street in downtown Cleveland. And then in the afternoon, I'd see him get on the bus and commute home. (laughs) He commuted into downtown Cleveland to (laughs) to Panhandle Mm -hmm. and then commuted back home on the bus. It was his gig. How about the family that lived next door to us? In Brentwood, and I would see the father panhandling at the coffee bean and living in Brentwood. And living at the apartment over yeah. there? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> there was a big story in Miami when I still lived there. There was this guy who was like, he would commute somewhere and then he would take the bus back to his, his nice car. And there was a whole story done on it because well, people the, I are think actually this guy getting away him. with it. Yeah. If you if you panhandle at the right corners, you can make 30, 35 grand a year. Oh my God. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I think what, he was making uh, more than that because he had a really nice car. Right, and that's what people do. You that's know. crazy. But, they, you know, supposedly if somebody asks you for money, you're supposed to give it to them, and then it's on them what they do with it. I never try to make a calculation of like, well, are you going to use drugs and alcohol and blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, dude, here's the money. Now what you How do with it. How much you give it? them? I could give somebody five bucks. Or you know, There was a kid that came up to me. I, I stopped at a McDonald's. I was on the way to, a, um, to an appearance, and I stopped in. And uh, this guy was outside. He was panhandling. Kid that looked like he was homeless and backpacking and all that stuff. And I, I hit him with five bucks. When I came back out, he had a breakfast, uh, you know, Mc, a McBreakfast thing, and he oh, was good. eating. So I knew, and I was glad that I was there. You know, I was able to give him some. Well, I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. Some of these vets that we see sitting on the street, they're not looking for food. They're looking for booze. Well. That's- Sometimes, That's on them, you know. I, it is on them. Sometimes I feel guilty though giving someone money to, like, to feed help an addiction. Them, yeah. So I, it's yeah, it's hard. It's, it's I like a hard to give food. To like I came out of a restaurant the other night. Yeah. I had a half a pasta dish that I didn't eat, and there was a guy sitting there, and clearly he was a war vet, and he was talking to himself. And I just said, "Are you hungry?" And he looked up. He said, "Yes." And I gave him my food. He didn't ask for money or anything. Mm. That made me feel good to give him food because I know he'd be fed. Yeah. Well, he probably sold it to somebody. Oh, to oh my gosh. Yeah, there you go there. <laughs> 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 I, I, the thing I didn't do is bring him a utensil. 
See? Yeah. I didn't know I was going to give it to him. I didn't know he was sitting out there. Yeah. You think he opened it and went, what? No fork? Yeah. <laughs> was he I sitting? Do. Was he sitting outside Craig's? So. No. No, they don't allow that outside. They don't allow there. for that in Beverly I'll Hills. I'll tell you the scum that sits out there is the paparazzi. Oh, yeah. That's the who sits out there. Uh, throw him, a, throw them? him a look. Yeah. <laughs> I feed them all right. They've got this thing and they're doing in uh, Europe. They're going to have what they call a link tax on the internet and upload filter. I don't know what that is, but... What? They're going to yep. tax when you send links out? Yes. What? what? How or- is that allowed? They What they're going to say is, look, this is copyrighted material that you're linking to. You've got to pay to link to it. That's insane. And and they say... That's that going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. When it happens in Europe, if it works in Europe, it's coming here. And then you're going to see everybody... That's going to change everything. Not going to work. It's not going it, to work. Never. It, it doesn't work, does it? Nope, no. Never going to work. That's what I thought. They're crazy yeah. people. That's insane. Well, you know, it, the internet is big, so they want to get their hands on it. Yep. They want to. They want to make some uh, make some more money on it. So that's that's how they do. You know, <laughs> create an app like everyone else. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. Chrissy Teigen. I hadn't heard. Teigen. It's. I thought it was Teigen. No. Yeah. It's Teigen. I'm tired of living this lie. It's Teigen. Isn't it, Mom? Yep. Told you, it's Tigan. So we've been mispronouncing Chrissy oh all these years. She's let everybody do that up until yesterday or the day before when she finally had enough. And I think the reason why is in case her name was mentioned at the Emmys. And by the way, they mentioned it wrong when they did. Of course. Well, she should have corrected yeah. everybody at the start. It's her fault. Yeah. That's kind of her fault. Because how is anybody supposed to know? No, right, she knows right. it's exactly. her fault. She goes, I'm the kind of girl that doesn't correct, correct. anything. Well, there you well, go. Me the you got to take half of your personality it. and give it to her. Because <laughs> you correct everybody on everything. She seems kind of cool. <laughs> She's very cool. <laughs> she seems really down to earth. Awesome. But it's Tigan, not Tegan. <laughs> okay, so Chrissy Tegan has gotten that straightened out. <laughs> Tigan. It's going to be hard to change that. It's going to be very um, difficult. Casey wow. Affleck has given a rehab update on I Ben. I saw that. Says he's doing good. Says he's got to be sober for his kids and his ex-wife. So, by the way, they, I didn't realize their father was a bad alcoholic. And a mean man and a gambler. And he and he rehab finally. He was in Indio. Now that'll get you sober. Yeah, yeah and, and he's been sober like thirty years or yeah, something. Yeah, been sober right? for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But both of their, uh, um, he said, almost all of their grandparents were alcoholics. Yeah. They're Irish. Although I have an Irish heritage, and you're not alcoholic. I think as far I as think, you know, <laughs> I think that it um, it's a genetic uh, problem. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to be predisposed to that. I think. You know, there is there's something to there's something to that. But the celebrity rehab thing I don't get. I I think it's like you got to go someplace that motivates you. You can't be having lobster dinners and <laughs> taking time out. off to visit with your playmate girlfriend yeah. and work out and you know, you got to like put some, you know, you got to have a program. I think that's well, what I hear. He's working the program, but he's just working it outside sometimes. Yeah. You know my friend Vince who is a mob shot by the way on amazon.com, <laughs> all one word mob shot. Uh, he he knows what he's talking about and he says it's like, you know, 5% rate of success in these celebrity rehabs. AA has a 10 to 15% rate of success. That's not it's, good. It's really really hard. It is hard to get sober, so says Ben Affleck. Yeah, and most of the time you go into these rehabs and you just detox. You feel better, mm-hmm. you come out, and then it's like, eh, I need a drink. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think it has to do completely with a person. Like, you have to just ha- be so self-motivated. I, I mean, that's why those things aren't necessarily so successful, because it's not about everybody else 
keeping track of each other. Like, you have to really want it. If you don't want it, it's, it's not going to happen. But these guys get tempted uh, daily between, you know, all the money they have and everything. That's why they keep sober coaches with them for a while. It's like Tom Arnold has a sober coach. Does he have one with him? You remember? Oh, you weren't there. Yeah, the, he, he was... Um, there was a tribute to Jerry Lewis at the Paley Center. And he had his sober coach? He was there with his sober coach. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if he had him at the Emmys when I'm he got in a fist say, fight with Mark Burnett. But his hey. sober coach may have been on vacation. <laughs> Uh, they do travel. They do travel around with their sober coaches. So that yeah. is, uh, but well, to the Paley Center, wow. But that's one of the things. It's like, um, remember Danny Trail? He he was, had a sober coach too. He he did, and then he was a sober coach, and that's how he got into acting. That's how he got into it. Yes, he was out of prison. He was in the AA program. He was this this guy's sponsor, his sober coach. And the guy called him. He goes, hey, I'm working at this warehouse. He didn't say he was working on a film. So you got to work at this warehouse. And there's a lot of drugs all around here. You got to come and hang with me. His friend was doing security. And he said, Uh, come and sit with me and just be with me so I'm not tempted. That's fabulous. And so he goes and sits with him. And he figures out it's a film set. They go (laughs) onto the set. And it's a movie with Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother. And he plays a boxer. And they're like going, who knows how to box here? And his friend said... My buddy here, Danny, was a, a champion boxer in prison. So they had him go into the ring with Eric Roberts to teach him how to box. And then they go, you know, you've got to look, man. Why don't you be the fighter in this scene? That's how he got in the movie. <laughs> there wow. you go. You know, I uh, interviewed this guy that's going to be on my podcast named Aaron Cohen, and that's a very similar story. He uh, was in the special Israeli Defense Force mm-hmm. and uh, was hired by Steven Soderbergh mm-hmm. to teach um, technical and to teach Keanu Reeves and Channing Tatum. Is that the Krav Maga or whatever, however you pronounce it? Krav Maga. Krav Maga, is that what it is? It's it's I'm the not... IDF, the Israeli Defense Force is the army over there, but it's a it's a it's a special force. It's a, like an Israeli kind of self defense. It's I'll like it uh, right it's a martial art. He had to he had to dress up uh, like Arab women and uh, kill a lot of people when he was in this special. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he did this uh, training, went on the set to train uh, people like Keanu Reeves and Channing Tatum, and I think it might be yeah, that. Krav yes. Maga. Yeah, Krav that's Maga. It. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, he, that's how he got into acting. But by the way, that's also what uh, Jason Bourne did. That Krav Maga. That, oh, that's really? what they taught uh, your buddy Matt Damon there. I met a guy that was a bodyguard for Rascal Flats. Yeah, he was a little guy, but he was into that too. And he said basically he could take you out with a finger. With a finger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy is so you can't mess with this guy at all. Let's, let me nice tell you Jewish boy from Beverly Hills. You do not mess with Israel. No. These people uh, know what they're all about. He was in the Duvdevan du, Special Forces. I don't know what Soldier specializing in counterterrorism. There you go. Oh. Wasn't it that Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. The uh, Don't Mess with the Zohan. Oh, yeah. That oh was gosh. so bad. <laughs> Where his foot would go up and go, da, da, da. I don't know. That was so bad. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when you've, got a, when you've got a country, if you're Israel and you have four or five million people in your country and you're surrounded by a billion people who want you to be vaporized off you the face fast. of the earth, you learn how to defend yourself. Yeah. You know? How about this guy in Jersey that was shaving himself on a... Uh, he, he sat... He was sitting on a transit train, lathered up and shaved right there in front of everybody. <laughs> You didn't see that? No, but did he take his clothes off to do it? I'm, I'm going to no. bring it. I'll bring, I'll bring yeah, it. Yeah, after he got done with his legs, he started on his face. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, if the guy's just no, shaving his, his face. Just shaved his face, people were disgusted. Why? 
I don't know. But you know, you're not supposed to do that. Yesterday, I was on uh, my run and I was walking back from once the dirt uh, on the um, uh, country club, you know, Mm -hmm. around that area. Yeah, that little track. I walk after I get off the dirt now, I just walk the rest of the way home. Mm -hmm. And there's some woman, not with one, but two babies hanging off both nips as she's walking down San Vicente. Just holding the babies up, letting them nurse. Unbelievable. Huh. Two. Not just one, but two. I was like, wow. See, there's that another great topic. Something. The most inappropriate thing you've seen somebody do in I public. I mean, I am not against a woman True. breastfeeding in public at all, but walking down a street doesn't look comfortable for the baby. You're moving. The milk could choke on the kid. I just did not like that at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, see, yeah, it doesn't seem safe, right? You could yeah, drop the baby. That's what I was worried about. It wasn't safe. Yeah. I didn't care that I was seeing her boobs, but you know. Yeah. There you go. There's the guy shaving on the train. Yeah. No he, mirror, though. He, he just, just has does it. so much shaving well, cream on. I think that's... He was a sh- he's using the I glass. can't do that. I cut myself all up trying to do that. Maybe you're yeah. just a klutz. I am. That guy's <laughs> doing a really good job. I think the most in- inappropriate thing in public. <laughs> now, tomorrow we're going to do... Um, Quitting the Worst. job. The, the, the way you quit. Like Jonte Davis, who quit at... at uh, was it halftime? Half-time. Yeah. Half-time. At the Buffalo Bills game. Put his street said, clothes on, left. That's yeah. it. I'm I mean, done. What the hell? <laughs> That's it. Done. Dunsky. Dunsky. And uh, so did you ever walk out? Um, I, was thinking there, God, I was thinking about a job that, you know, your dad walked out on a couple of TV Two. jobs. Two TV jobs. That's, that's insane. Who does that? That's, that's crazy. Those jobs are so hard to get. By the yeah. way, we're talking one of those jobs late 60s, the other one mid 70s. Hmm. I mean, so, who does that? So he Dang. never learned. <laughs> you know what I was oh I know what happened well I was in Hawaii and I was so disgusted with this radio station our paychecks were bouncing you know oh, everybody know had to story. line up at the bank to be the first to cash their check oh god uh, wow. and we had a we had a new baby and I just said I the program director was a guy named Lan Roberts from Seattle he was over I knew he was on the big island and I was in Honolulu so I just put on the Beatles' White Album, and I let it track. <laughs> and he calls me on the hotline. He goes, hey, Gare, uh, hey, I'm hearing a lot of Beatles here this afternoon. I said, yep. I'm sure, gone. You sure are, buddy. And when that album runs out, you're going to hear the needle on the vinyl. <laughs> and he's like, I, he couldn't get back. <laughs> that was my way so of saying. So dead air, dead air, dead yeah. air. Sayonara. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> so tomorrow, weird ways you've you've you have you ever quit a job, Lisa? Ever? No. Do you? I mean, you must have had to quit to go on to do something else. No, nope. right? I just do everything. Huh? I'm not a quitter. <laughs> so how did you leave? What was the TV show you're on? Hard, Hard copy? copy got canceled. It got canceled. <laughs> I had to leave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That you left by mutual agreement. You agreed not to show up, and they agreed not to pay you. you. Okay, very good. All right, we'll see you in the morning.